0: and your love for others would be seen and heard. Worship team, thank you so much for leading us this morning. Isn't it so good to be together in the same room? Amen. To hear your voices singing loud. We're going to be talking about singing. This morning, before we get into the uh, word, I just want to say again, happy Father's Day to each of the dads here today. Uh, and, you know, Father's Day is, uh, is a really special day because um, being a dad, particularly being a dad uh, that is one pursuit is to follow Jesus and to lead his family in the pursuit of following Jesus is arguably the highest calling of a man, right? It's also the most challenging. Having four of my own young ones, uh, and many of you have had kids that are grown up and out of the house, the reality of in this day and age, raising up a family, leading your, your, your wife And your kids to honor and follow Jesus is a moment-by-moment, day-to-day challenge. And yet the Spirit of God fills us and leads us and empowers us to do this, right? And so this is a great thing. So dads, uh, be honored today um, and know that you can do this. You can do what God has called you to do because he who is in you is greater than he that is all around us, right? Uh, I'll say it again. There's a gift, I believe, for all dads, am I right, Miranda, as you guys go out. Um, these pickup trucks, I don't know where we got, got them from, but they're really nice. Just kidding. Uh, no, we do have a gift for, for you guys as, as you go out today, dads. So, uh, hey, would you guys stand with me? Do you stand with me? We're going to read Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 to 3. The words are going to be up here on the screen if you don't have your Bible this morning. Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 to 3. We're calling this morning New Song Sunday. We're going to dive into this Why we're calling it New Song Sunday. Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 to 3. Would you follow along as I read? I waited patiently for the Lord. This is Uh, King David here, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and he heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will put their trust in the the Lord. So Jesus, we are here today and we are excited to be at church. We're excited to be with your people. We're excited to to worship you, to receive your word. And I pray that as your word goes forth from my mouth, uh, that it wouldn't just fall on deaf ears and on deaf hearts, but that we would receive it and we would respond accordingly to what you uh, want to do in us and through us. May we walk out of here today different than when we came in. Uh, So we give you this time, we thank you for it, and it's in your name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. So you're probably asking yourself, why are we calling this new song Sunday? Well, a little bit of hint there in verse three, we just got to to it, but I want to unpack what does it mean for us to sing? What does it mean for the people of God to sing? Now, when I say singing, some of you maybe get a little uncomfortable, like I don't, (laughs) please don't ask me to stand, stand up and sing. A soul solo. Too bad, I've already pointed out a few of you. I'm just kidding. We are going to sing this morning. We're going to talk about the importance of singing. What does it mean for the people of God to, 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 to sing? Why is it so important to sing? So as we start out, I have three reasons why it's really important for us to sing. The first one is a personal one. Um, we're going to talk about this, but the last few weeks... In the last few months, all of us, no human, uh, <laughs> has not experienced what all of us have gone through, right? Uh, it's been a very tumultuous, very challenging, very difficult few months in, for various re- 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 reasons, right? But the Psalms, the book of Psalms uh, has really been very personal to me. Uh, And the Lord gave me Psalm 40 about two months ago. And Mike said, hey, would you be willing to preach on this um, as something the Lord has planted in your heart? And I said, yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about singing and how many times we we find it. But this is a very personal thing for me. The beauty and the truth of the book of Psalms. How many of you have actually read through the Psalms before? How many of you? A few of you. I would challenge you and encourage you if you just need to be encouraged and inspired and to resonate with a guy like David who goes through the exact same stuff that you and I go through and where he ends up right psalms is so 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 good the second reason why it's so important for us to to sing is singing is not just important but it is a biblical idea it is a biblical concept fun fact did you know that there are over four hundred references in Scripture to singing, over four hundred. Now, I was always taught growing up: you see it in the Bible one time, it's kind of important. Okay, see it and see it twice. Pay attention. Okay, four hundred times. I think God is trying to say something to us about the importance of singing. There is fifty. Direct commands, not suggestions, not like "Mm." 50 commands to sing. This is really important to God. There is something very special and significant about opening up our mouths and our hearts and key word here, willfully directing our attention and our gaze and our adoration to God. Why? Because it takes effort. It, it, it takes our attention, right? It takes emotion. It takes everything that we are. I mean, sure, you can stand here and kind of sing, oh, bless you, Lord. You know, no. To worship God, right? Not out of how we feel, but out of what he deserves, out of who he is, that's a different thing. And it takes all of us. Right? It takes everything that we can muster to willfully worship him. That's the secondary reason. The third one we're going to talk about singing this morning. And please catch this. is as if you and I do not sing this song. Psalm 40. Dozens. Hundreds of other songs. The truth of who God is. If we don't sing this song we will end up singing another song. We won't sing no song, we'll just sing another song. We're to talk about that, okay? Because you and I, don't know if you rea- realize this, but you and I are created to worship, right? We are created to sing. We're here this morning to worship God, the one true God, and yet the reality is is that everyone in this world is worshiping something, right? They're singing some kind of song, right? So if we don't sing this song, we're going to sing another song, all right? Uh, There's a pastor and an author in London, England, you may have heard of him, his name is John T. Alcock. Uh, And he, um, I was watching a sermon of his a few weeks ago on Psalm 30, and he had some crazy, amazing things to say. The first thing that he said, and I love this, he said, as believers, it's not just nice that we sing, it is crucial that we sing. We must sing. And he says this, and not just when we come together at church and the words are up on the screen But we are called that our entire lives are a beautiful, broken song to God. Our entire lives are this symphony, as messy as it is, as broken as it is, as falling short as it is. It's this, God, we are here for you, we are created for you, and it's all about you. He goes on to say, and get this (laughs) in our culture, in our world, we are going to face huge pressure to sing a different song. Let me say that again. In our culture, we're going to face huge pressure to sing a different song, huge pressure to change our tune. Isn't that good? And we could all probably stop for a second and go, yeah, man. You think about all of the songs. And I'm not just talking like you turn on the radio. The, 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 these, these themes, these melodies that are anti-God, anti-Christian, anti-truth of the word of God. We hear them. We're surrounded by them all of the time. We are facing pressure constantly to not sing this truth, not to stand on this truth, but to sing a different song. To shout out a different truth. John T. <laughs> I was like, do I use this? I have to you, you use this. John T. uses an illustration of a lullaby. We all know what a lullaby is. If you have kids, if you're a dad here, you know exactly what a lullaby is, right? It's this sweet little tune, this little song that we sing. And the purpose of it is what? To get the baby to sleep, right? We just we just wanted to sleep, you, you know. And Jaanti uses this illustration of uh, probably the most well known lullaby that we know is what "Rockabye Baby," right? Have you ever stopped to listen to the words of "Rockabye ba- ba- Baby"? Baby, they're horrific. I mean, this isn't this just cute little, oh, I'm precious, you know? rock a baby in the treetop, right? We, we, we all know it. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bough breaks, the cradle will... Down will come, baby, cradle and all. That is awful, you know? <laughs> I and mean, what a terrible picture! And here we are. Oh, you know it's so nice. <laughs> you know, John. John. Johny says, "Here's the thing about a lullaby, is that it's really not about the words, obviously, right? A lullaby is is it? And Joe would probably know this way more than I. Don't know what the terms are, but it's it's the melodic tune, it's the flow, it's the ebbs and ebbs of the song that are just supposed to put. The baby to sleep. It's the way the song sounds. It's the way it goes. It's how we sing it. It's meant to lull the baby to sleep. What's hilarious is you know you sing it one time and baby's not getting it. <laughs> you know so you sing it a little different, boy baby. You know and you hold the baby a little bit tighter, like maybe it'll understand now. You, you know. Um, here here's the thing though, and here is the point. Okay, here, here is the point of that. A lullaby is a weapon. Yeah, it's this cute little tune, but it's a weapon. The purpose of the lullaby is to get the baby to sleep. Friends, church, we are surrounded by lullabies. Our world loves to sing lullabies to lull people. Into spiritual slumber. And if we're not careful, if we don't hold truth, hold fast to the word of God, again, if we are not singing this song, we will be lulled to sleep by another. Did you hear me? If we don't hold fast, if we are not in. Face planted into the word of God. If this is not our nourishment and our food and our sustenance, we will be lulled to sleep by another tune. All right. So it's not just that we sing and it's not just what we sing, but let's go one level deeper. Okay it's when we sing. So think about this. Okay. It is really easy to sing when life is good, right? It's summertime. The beach boys are on, you got the top down, you got the bare feet on the dashboard. I've never been able to do that at six, six, five, you know, to like eat my kneecaps to even get my foot up, up there, you know, but I see it. You're like, Oh, that's nice. You know, that must be, be, be nice. But, you know, it's this beautiful day. You're like, oh, this is so great. Wind blowing in your hair for some of us. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just so nice. And, you know, of course we're singing. But life is good. What about when life is really, really hard? What kind of songs are we singing then? You know? And this is easy for us because we can all think back to the last week, the last two weeks, the last month, back in March when this whole crazy thing began. What about when you lose your job? What about when um, the marriage is really struggling. What about when your kids are going off the rails, not walking with the the, the Lord? What about when finances are really tough? What about when like, God, where are you? What kind of songs are we singing then? You know, where it's, it's not this feet on the dashboard. It's head and hands. I, don't, I just don't feel like singing. And you begin to get bombarded by other tunes, other songs that begin to cave in and you're tempted to... Is it, am I, Have I been singing the right song? Am I, am, I, am, I, am I on pitch here? What's going on here? Right? It's It's difficult. A global pandemic. And more recently, the civil unrest of the United States. I don't know about you, but two images come to mind when I personally think about the last few months. I first of all think of a heavyweight bout (laughs) and I'm in the ring and this guy knows what he's doing and I'm just kind of like, no, don't, you know, and I'm just getting pummeled left, right. And I'm just taking body shots all over the place. I'm like, what is going on here? You know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, what is going on? And I'm just taking it. I just don't know what to do. Or maybe it's like you're just standing there and you're in the o- o ocean and these massive monster waves keep coming in. One after the other. You're like, well, that wasn't that bad. And here comes another one and you get hit over again. Here comes another one and you get hit over again. You're just exhausted and you're like, when is it gonna, when when is it going to stop? These mammoth waves of pain. And confusion and doubt and worry and stress and unrest. And the whole time you're saying, God, what are you doing in the midst of all of this? Well, Psalm 40 David (laughs) lives a life, did live a life of pain and suffering and hardship, some of which he brought on himself. Um, And some of which God allowed to bring David to a more intimate place with him. Uh, As we begin to look back, would you have your eyes go back to Psalm chapter 440? Before we do that, I want to just quickly share one more personal story uh, that will illustrate what I think David is experiencing here. So our family loves the beach. How many of you guys love the the, the beach? So some families, is fine, they go camping and they hike and sweat. And um, we take our vacation and I plop that chair down and I don't move. (laughs) And uh, that's pretty much rest for, for me. Obviously now we gotta chase Eden Jane Jane around, but I plan to chain her to my chair so she doesn't go anywhere we're going in a couple of weeks. But anyway, we love the beach, man. We love it. And one of the things that me and my kids, we love to do is we love to get on our boards and ride in the waves as successful or as unsuccessful as we may be. We love to do it, do it. Well, last year we were at a new beach house, a new beach, glorious day. And uh, we're out in the, the waves and I was kind of done with the board so I believe it was just Peyton and I we kind of began to swim out and we were still kind of doing the waves I think we had a, a ball or something we were tossing it around and I, we were probably out there for a good hour and a half straight and I just got really tired have you ever, you ever felt like you're you's out there and you're like one more wave I swear you know but that's the thing is they don't stop you know you can't be like no um, they, they just keep coming and so uh, we, I got out far enough. I drifted far enough. You've been out there and you're like, wait a minute, where's my family? I don't, Oh, the other way over there. You just begin to drift. And I was exhausted. I was tired and Peyton and I weren't throwing the ball anymore. And I re- realized I had drifted a good ways out. Maybe I should start to kind of swim back to shore. But I, I kind of, it was like a tinge of like fear of like, I better get in. Cause I'm six, five, but I literally couldn't stand. i was this is how how far out i was and this quick prayer i just kind of like shouted out like oh my gosh lord i was so tired and i just said lord it would be so awesome if i had something to stand on right 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 now and wouldn't you know it i drifted to my left and my feet i still to this day don't know what it was but it felt like this very large cement like anchor slab thing and i was like oh my gosh this is amazing and i kind of got up on it and the waves kept coming, and I was like, and it just, I mean, I wasn't like, but it, it lifted me up just enough, just enough that I could catch my breath. And it was awesome. Have you ever been like that? You're just so tired. You're just, I just, I just need to catch my breath for a minute. And that's what that rock allowed me, 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 me to do. And I was kind of standing up there and the waves were coming, but I was able I was able to rest for just a minute, and then, of course, I jumped off and I swam back into shore. I think for me, that's a personal picture of. I think with David, now David obviously was, has, and will, and did go through so much more than just waves. But would you look with with, with me again? There are five things. Really quick, this isn't going to be like a half an hour for each one. There are five things that I see here in these three verses that God moves. God moves. God does for David. And he does for you and for me. Okay? Through sin, trials, even running for his own life. Right, you talk about like the most tumultuous, <laughs> right? And he's going, he's running for his own life, and yet through it all, through the gauntlet, in the midst of it all, David chooses to worship and to praise God in spite of the circumstances that he finds himself in. So look at with me again, verse, verse one. I waited patiently for the Lord; He inclined to me, and He heard my Cry. First thing he, that, that God does, how God moves for you and for me is that he turns and he hears us, right? When we wait patiently on the Lord through a very challenging time, through a very difficult time, we're saying, God, where are you? What are you doing, right? This is the series that we just walk, walk, walk through. God, what are you doing during this coronavirus time? David, in the same way, he wasn't going through a pandemic, but he was saying, God, where are you? As I wait patiently on you, what is God do- do- doing? And I love this. He says, He inclines to me and he hears me. He hears my cry. This beautiful pic- pic- picture of God who is not distant, but who is very intimate, who's very aware. He inclines, which means he leans in. do you love a God who leans in? He leans in. It's not just, what do you want? From down the hall. But he scooches over. And he leans in and he says, what's up? And he listens. He hears our cry. That is who our God is. He turns and he hears us. Verse 2, he drew me up from the pit of destruction and out of the miry bog. What a grotesque picture. The miry... I've never been in a miry bog before. But this took me back to um, an 80s film with David Bowie called The Labyrinth. Anybody remember this movie? The Bog of Eternal Stench. Don't want to go there. But... In this film, it's this. they're in this bog, this like grotesque swamp on all sides. It's just slippery and muddy and slimy and gross. And no matter how much you try, got traction? No, I don't. Right? You just keep slipping and slipping. And there's no possible way out of this bog that we find ourselves in. And David says, you drew me out of this pit, out of this miry bog. The second thing that he does, he lifts us out. Of the pit, he lifts us out of the pit. It's not something that we do. We muster, hey, I'll just join God, and we'll do it together. It has nothing to do with us. He is the one who lifts us out. He is the one that brings us out of the the pit. What kind of pits have we found ourselves in the last few months? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, right? He. Pulls us out. Second part of verse two, I love this. And he set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. The first part there, he firmly plants us on the rock. Who is the rock? Who is the rock? Okay, church. Who is the rock? G, 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 Jesus, He plants us firmly in Himself. We have a firm foundation, a place to securely place our feet. It was like me at the beach. I was I just need somewhere to. Oh, this is lovely. <laughs> right? You're like finally you're there, and you're not being tossed around. You have your feet firmly planted, and that's who we have. We have Jesus, who we can firmly place our feet. And he says this. I love that this. He says, making my steps. So, so, so secure it's that pic, picture of as I walk with God right it's not the stationary make, 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 making my place secure but he makes my steps secure as I walk with him as I continually journey with him he is faithful to then walk with me making my steps making my journey making my walk with him second secure in verse 3 He put a new song in my mouth. So he turns and he hears us. He lifts us out of the pit. The third thing he does, he sets our feet. Fourth thing, he steadies us as we walk in his presence daily. And then the fifth and final thing is he puts a new song in my mouth, a song of praise. To our God, many will see and fear and will put their trust in the Lord. I love this in verse three. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise. It wasn't just any song. It wasn't just any tune. It's because of, in light of what God has done for me, I now have a new song to sing. Because of his faithfulness, because of his goodness, because he hasn't left me and me alone, because he's rescued me from the pit, from the bog, I now have a new song to sing. Praise God that he's given us a new song. Amen. So if you have joined us online, uh, I want to thank you so much for being with us this this morning. Uh, I'd love to close us in prayer. Jesus, we love you today, and we thank you so much that you have made our steps secure, that you have rescued us, as your word says, from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son that you love. Jesus, thank you that you have given us a new song. And I pray that in in times where we feel defeated, where we feel lost, where we're just struggling to even sing anything, I pray that we would be reminded of your goodness and your faithfulness. And we would sing that song to you. We love you today. It's in your name. Amen. All right, church. So we have, uh, <laughs> sorry for the weird transition here with Joe. We-